Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. People can change anything they want to. And that means everything in the world. Show me any country and there'll be people in it. It's time to take the humanity back into the center of the ring and follow that for a time. You know, think on that. Without people, you're nothing. Without people, you're nothing. Stoke the fire. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stoke the Fire for another uh, in-depth and uh, interesting episode. Uh, As always, my partner in crime or partner in enlightenment, I guess, in conversation, uh, Mr. Matt Stocks. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. Yeah, the uh, the co-host on the journey, the journey of life. And so far, so great. Right. Amen, brother. Yeah, it's uh, it's been we've just had so many good ones in the can and we've got a, a lot more to come and it's just been incredible to be on this journey with you and um not only with our guests but also our listeners as well um and speaking of which we have an incredible story that was emailed to us um the email was definitely um it drew us in and the story is complex there's a lot of things to unpack and talk about and as always with these um, listener podcasts, it is an absolute pleasure and an honor. So, Matt, if you would, let's uh, let's uh, get this thing rolling. Okay, I'm going to read the email out. Now, I never usually do these, but in this case, just because there's a lot, I'm just going to sort of pre-warn people that, you know, there's some heavy stuff coming your way. So mm-hmm. just be aware. Um, hi, Jesse and Matt. I hope you're both well. To give you some background, a few years back, I dealt with a suicide at work. This was when I was working on the railway. Fortunately, the person survived. A few days later, two kids tried to stab me on my way to work after I was helping a young person being robbed. Then a few weeks after that, we got the news that my mum had stage four cancer. As you can imagine, our world was fucking over. I went away for a bit of time off in Norway to see some friends. And whilst I was away, a friend of mine passed away. And then on my return, my partner of eight years left. A wild couple of months. Dan's words, not mine. Um, Mental health was all over the place. I was angry at people, doctors, the general public, and I felt like I was at the beginning of going off the rails. As the months went by, mum's health was steady, but it wasn't good. And then my mum's brother Peter died shortly after that. Time went by. I met someone else and we were able to announce to my parents that we were having a baby. Amazing, wondrous news, but bittersweet to tell a dying woman that you're going to be a grandmother. Needless to say, she was excited. We got the original due date of the baby, but she didn't arrive on time, and my mum died the day after. The baby arrived 15 days late, and my partner had many issues after the birth. My mental health has been terrible, but I've been as strong as I can be now. I've got two people dependent on me to go to work. It's been a struggle, but I've had to be strong for them, my dad, my sister, and my family. Just when I thought everything was finally settling down, we lost my uncle to COVID. Then the next day, we lost my partner's great uncle. The next day, we lost our family friend, William. And on the next day, we found out that my uh, aunt 
had the same cancer as my mum. A few weeks have gone by since then, and my brother-in-law's just passed away. And as I'm literally writing this, my aunt, who I just mentioned, has sadly passed away as well. Devastated. But to give people out there some hope, I've had the worst few years of my life. I've had no time to grieve, no time to stop, no time to rest my mind at all. But I wanted people to know that life can fucking spiral and it can be cold and cruel. But you always get glimmers of hope. And for me, that's my daughter. We've all got something that counteracts the bad shit, and we've got to grasp that as tightly as possible and utilize it for all that it can give us. Amen. Um, I'm heartbroken, but life is fleeting, crazy, beautiful, and unreal. Thank you for the platform to share. I haven't been able to get anything off my chest for quite some time. Much love, your friend, Dan Lucas. Um, Dan, turn your camera on and, and join us around the fire, my friend. Hello. Hey, brother. Um, first of all, just thank you so much for sharing all of that so openly and bravely. There's so much in there, mate. I can't even begin to imagine the sadness that's just been, you know, lingering over your life for what must seem like an eternity. Um, so the fact that you're not only here still, I mean, that in itself is an achievement, but the fact that you can approach all of it and communicate all of it so clearly and eloquently and, and still have you know your personality and your strength and your grit and your heart shine through in the email is an amazing thing man so it's a ple it's a genuine pleasure to have you on the show yeah um, yeah thanks very much for reading it i know it was quite complex to be honest and there's a lot you know as you said heavy shit in there and when you start getting that off your chest you think oh, no one really wants to read that but you've taken time and i'm really grateful for that so you know thanks guys yeah, it was, it was, um, one of the, it was, I mean, in terms of like levels and layers of pain, it's definitely the, you know, the, the, the highest, I don't want to use that term, but do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. It, it, it's there, um, in, in so much, as you say, like the fragility, the beauty, the, the chaos, the coldness, all of life in one email, I guess we should begin with, I mean, here and now, how are you in yourself here and now, right now? Because a lot of this is pretty recent stuff as well. Uh, yeah, I'm a lot better than I was. I mean, I'm in a new job now, um, which I only just started actually uh, at the be well, beginning of the week. I was in a job oh, uh, prior to that, but I was only there a day because it wasn't worth it. So I'm trying to sort of steady myself out again and, and find sort of better things to do and, uh, you know, more money, more, more things for me to sort of look forward to. But uh, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Well, to admit, just to, after reading the email to hear you say that and to see your wherewithal, yeah. it's, it's beautiful, man. You definitely got that warrior spirit in you. Um, I uh, I don't even know where to start, honestly. It's it's overwhelming, but you know, I think what you just said, I want to I want to sort of touch on that. I do think that a story like yours is definitely worth telling. I think people do want to hear. Because to look at you now on screen and to hear you with hope, you've got hope still. After all of this, you've maintained hope. And I think it just really speaks to the human spirit. You know, the amount of um, wherewithal you can have and the perseverance to keep pushing forward after dealing with all this loss. Uh, and loss seems to be, you know, a big part of what we're reading here and what we're experiencing. So I guess what is, if there's any takeaway from dealing with so much loss, uh, and I know you said you're not totally, you really haven't sifted through this, but right now, just to speak immediately to 
how you view loss. How has there been any positivity you could sort of use when looking at life, maybe the fragility of life and, and sort of put that into your own life and how you see the world now? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've never taken things for granted, but since losing so much, but, but gaining, you know, a daughter and all that sort of stuff for me, I've realized everything is precious. Everything I, I do now is, is, is precious and there's extra levels I need to go to. You know, I've gone from, you know, wanting my parents to, to, to losing one parent to being a parent. Uh, you know, that's a, a big thing to lose and a big thing to become at once. That's a well, huge What thing. that is, is the cycle of life, right? That, yeah, that definitely, yeah. In such a condensed, intense form. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, everything's so so rapid, but I guess it's taking away the feeling of knowing you can be strong in the worst type of situations. You know, there's been things that have happened in my life previous to that that maybe I haven't handled as well, whereas everything this time around has just been been thrown at us. For example, with, with mum passing away, we, we got the news. She was here for a little while with us. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And then when it does happen, you're like, fuck. Like, all that time waiting for it, and it's suddenly upon you, and you're, you, you don't feel anything. You don't know what to feel. And it's the, the, after the layers start to get peeled back, and then you, you start, you know, releasing all this emotion, and, and you, you don't know whether you're angry you're sad, um, you know, you think, fuck everyone. <laughs> you just don't know where you are. Um, but I've come away stronger, you know, uh, loss after loss, each loss has made me stronger. Mm. Each time it's happened, I thought, well, I just experienced this. So when, you know, I'm not in a bad way, but my mum's death was put on a pedestal, really. That was, I thought, that's the worst thing that's ever going to happen apart from something happening into my, you know, my dad or anything like that. Um, that's the high point where I think, well, nothing's going to get worse than that. There's, there's no way unless it's my next, you know, a partner or a child and those types of things, you know, and I thought, well, surely it can only get better from here as I learn to deal with what I associate as the worst part of my life. And gradually with every loss, I've, I have dealt with them better and, you know, I've come away I don't know, with more of a cathartic nature about death. You know, I, I used to worry, I used to be frightened of things, but now it's it's all part of it. I understand it's it's happening, it's inevitable. <laughs> I'm not getting away from it, no matter if it's me next to kin, whoever, family, friends, it's part of it. You've got to accept it. And I've learned a lot of acceptance over the last couple of years. Well, it's things that are not of your control, right? I mean, it's accepting those things you can't control, which is a huge life lesson to learn. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not a spiritualist, if you want to call it that, or, or a believer in many things, but I realized there, there are things that are above me in whichever way they work and whatever it is that they say way out of my control. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't comprehend a lot of it. It happens. It's what it is. It's part of the circle of life. As Matt was saying, you know, it's there. It's apparent. It's above our pay grade, isn't it? Is what, oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is what that is. And yeah, it's, I mean, death is like the, the ultimate taboo still. It's the one yeah. thing that people get, oh, we can't, don't, don't be depressing, don't be morbid. And, you know, it's obviously tragic and awful when people that we care about pass away. But 
as you said, it's the only certain thing in life is that we all eventually go. And it must, it can only, when you're confronted with that much of it in succession, bang, 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 it can only, I would like to think, and it seems like you're confirming that, heighten your appreciation of the here and the now, of life, of our existence, of our time here. Let's put it to good use. Um, and the fact that you're saying that you found more strength with each passing, because a lot of people go the other way. You it know, does. a lot of people with each dent at their psyche and soul, you know, they, they go into more of a kind of a darker and darker and darker place. But to go the opposite and, and in, empower and gain strength from that is a, a testament to your spirit, man. Oh, well, thank you very much. And I really appreciate that. It's the first time anyone said it to me, really. So. <laughs> Well, I imagine you haven't really had time, as you said, to really talk about a lot of this stuff with anyone outside of your immediate family, right? Because it's just been one after the other, after the other, after the other, and obviously work and COVID anyway, just the stress of this last year for everybody, new daughter. Um, yeah, so you haven't really had any time to drink all of this kind of moment through you and yeah. get it off your chest, no? No, I mean, you know, I haven't bothered too many people with with all the stuff that's gone on. I mean, you know, they're aware through social media and other things like that. And I have close friends. I've got a good circle of friends. And I, I know a lot of people and I like to hopefully be the one they can depend on, you know, in their sort of hour of need. Um, but I try not to bother too many people, especially after mum's death, because I thought, well, I, I, they don't need to hear any more of this. They've got their own things. I don't know everyone's personal circumstances, especially during COVID. Um, I mean, I, you know, when mum passed and then COVID really hit big, I took away the fact that I had time with her because some people didn't get time um, and they were robbed. I mean, we felt, you know, I, I still feel I was robbed of someone that didn't need to leave the earth. There was no need. You know, I, I, I still, I still sit around and think, you know, as much as it's part of life, it felt needless, but people were robbed and some people didn't get any time. A friend of mine, for example, um, her dad got, got cancer as well. And I think it was a COVID scare as well. And he was gone in three days. Now, and I, I've got like a year and a half. Wow. You know, I, I had time and I got to say some things to my mum that I never said before. And I got to give her some good news. So at least through the worst portion of her life, she had something else to think, oh, he's going to be okay. You know, he'll, he, he's achieving something. And I, I always think back, you know, hopefully I left her with that lasting memory up until her last day that I was going to be okay and that dad would be okay and my partner would be okay and my sister would be all right, you know, it'd be an okay level. We could cope, you know. That's profound. Yeah, giving your mom that reassurance because I'm sure that's her main concern as a mother is how are you going to be once I'm gone and to be able to give that to her through the, you know, news of your, your daughter. And that's that's profound and the fact that you're already there in your mind with everything you've been going through like that's that's a beautiful thing my friend that that kind of gets me in my throat a little bit because it makes me think of my own mortality with with my folks you know i'm i'm blessed enough as we speak right now they're here i haven't seen them in a long time and they're actually here in my house mm -hmm. um and i can't even imagine what you had to go through and the fact that you were able to have her under your roof and to spend time with her and to see that as you know the takeaway of all this that's it just goes to show you the the strength we can muster right i mean the wisdom you you've gained through this 
experience and how that's going to affect your life moving forward. It's beautiful. I want to touch upon something that I, I, because we're talking about loss here a lot. And you mentioned early in your email, um, you went off to Norway and then you came home, your partner of eight years left. So that's a different type of loss. Would you mind speaking on that at all? What happened in that situation? And did, did your partner go to Norway with you or would you come home and it was like, so it was shortly shortly after the news with you know with with mom and um i was all over the place from the suicide because uh, i dealt with the the after abuse as well because working on the railway you have to close the station down you know there's this police there there's replacement travel for people and all the rest of it so to give you a little bit of backstory that led up to norway um do, yeah so i'm i'm at work there's Myself and another colleague of mine, a dear friend of mine, actually, um, I still keep in contact with. Um, although I was surprised because I thought I was going to get blacklisted from the railway with some of my antics. But um, <laughs> uh, we were there, you know, I'd sold a lady a ticket and she she didn't look right. And I thought something's, something's not right here. She seems a little bit erratic. So I sort of went out to run up the stairs after her. And before I could get there, she's just jumped. So. I'm coming down the stairs to tell everyone, look, we need to get the train stopped. We need to get everything sorted out. And another colleague had gone up and, and seen what had gone on and she's got severe sort of anxiety. So that sent her through the roof, you know, and then I'd say, stay in the station. I'll go out and deal with the public. So I dealt with, you know, some horrible remarks anyway, regarding not only the woman, but um, her care worker happened to turn up to try and find her. So that's what sort of unraveled as well while I'm trying to like control the public and someone said oh, oh do you know what's happened I said look someone's jumped in front of a train I don't want to talk about it you need to just give us a little bit of space and they went well I'm actually looking for someone that matches the description and I was like oh come on please don't say it's the person that you were going to go and console or talk to and they were like oh it turned out that it was so there I'm like you know what the fuck do I say now you know are there family members here of this person what 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 details can I give away? What what can I say? Mm. And, I, you know, people coming up trying to spit on me and all sorts of things, you know, because they couldn't get home. And I'm like, I understand that you've got issues, but this person might not be going home ever again. In moments like that, you really realise, like, just the fucking selfish nature of, like, a lot of that rat race mm. mentality, the commuting kind of, like, be all and end all is I need to make this train. I can't even wait 12 minutes for another, otherwise it's the end of the fucking world that really puts it in perspective right how ugly yeah. we, can, we can be or they can be because it ain't me yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah ain't us we're okay we're yeah. safe <laughs> that's horrible man people's fucking spitting on you and you, that's just happened uh yeah so you know we used to get that type of thing at the railway all the time i've, I've had bikes thrown at me and all sorts of things but i digress so this this has happened um the next the next day we had um the railway chaplain come around to check we're all okay i'm sorry a few days after because there's this near stabbing incident was was happening as well so work didn't care about that they just said well, can you go in and start your shift and i was like yeah whatever don't worry about it don't don't worry about like the things we just dealt with yeah <laughs> i'll sell people tickets don't worry that's fine um so that just got brushed under the carpet then the railway chaplain came around to speak to us and ask us how we all were and if we needed someone to talk to. And I was like, no, it's okay. It's one of those situations. I'll, I'll be able to deal with it. 
then we got the other news and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is like one thing after the other here, what's going on? In such a short space of time, I've gone from watching someone trying to kill themselves. When was this suicide attempt, bud? When was that? Uh, well, I've not worked on the railway for two years, or just just over the two-year mark. So all of this has happened, everything in your emails happened within yeah, so the two-year period. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so um, that was the start of it all, really. That's when it all started going downhill. Um, so, yeah, we got, and then we got the news about mum, and then, you know, a little bit of time went, went by and we're trying to sort of understand right she's got cancer how bad is it and they were i mean and are in like oh you know it could be this could be that and then it was like i'm waiting for the phone call to say look it's it's fucking serious this is it this lo and behold we got that news so i was like right okay and you know it hit my dad hard and i thought i need to get out of that i need to be away from from this stuff and my partner at the time had been a little distant anyway and then to have you know your your mother-in-law dealing with with that and it's a different situation for her because she's i don't think she was overly close with a lot of her family so it's a, a weird situation to be in which i understood you know i didn't i didn't say oh yeah you're being an arsehole because you you can't be here i gave her room to go and do her own thing and and, and take some time for herself she said why don't you go on holiday and i said yeah okay yeah i will do and i went with a friend of mine um to see some friends that i've, I've already met beforehand um you know, so it was a good time. I thought, I'll go out, I'll relax, I'll come back refreshed and I can approach everything with a, a fresh face, fresh idea, no issues. I came back, I'd stayed at a friend's uh, the night that I came back, had a few beers, cheered out, and then I came home the next day by train. She was at work. <laughs> I came into my room, I'm ordering pizza. I thought, oh, I can't wait to see her, this will be great. You know, I'll, I'll get us a nice, you know, takeaway dinner. Uh, when I'd got in, my mum sort of spoke to me briefly and said, is everything okay with, with you? And um, I won't mention the name, but it's like with you and your partner. I said, yeah, uh, as far as I'm aware. And I said, sometimes she's a little off, but that's just her nature. And as she came upstairs, she had her coat on and I thought, oh, fuck, <laughs> what's this about? I would never come upstairs fully, you know, fully dressed in all these outside clothes as if she's coming up to tell me something. So I put the laptop lid down and I was like, what's up? Oh, you know. I think I'm out. I'm not in love with you anymore, and all this other stuff. And I was like, "Well, fuck me! You couldn't have waited for a better time." I was like, "If you, when did you feel like this?" Oh, I felt like it maybe for a month, maybe for for two months. I I don't know. It's been slowly sort of building up. Like, Why didn't you just tell me? Why wait? Why wait till I'm back after trying to calm down and enjoy myself and and relax? And you've just turned it all the way back up to eleven again the moment you get through the door. So, I, you know, I reacted like an idiot. I just said, get the fuck out there and go and do what you want. Go to your dad's, whatever. Um, I think you reacted as any reasonable person probably would in that situation after eight years of partnership to just have them go, for the last month or so, I've not really been into it. And then to just be ready to just give up on eight years after a month. Um, yeah. I think if you any way you would have reacted would have been understandable within reason. <laughs> within reason. Oh, thank you. Uh, to add a little bit extra to that, I started to work at um, a small work and wear business where they print high vis and all work equipment for, for builders and, and things like that. <laughs> she worked at the little that was opposite. And I thought, well, it's going to be fucking awkward. And then it turns out the person that she was going out with or started a relationship with after I hadn't started a new relationship, she was going out with someone at work. And I thought, there we are. 
yeah. it's been happening over time, of yeah. course. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and not to, in any way to defend that, just to play the devil's advocate here, like r- relationships can form very quickly in the work environment. And there's always, I've never known a situation where anyone I know has like a close friend of the opposite sex or the sex that they're attracted to in the workplace and it doesn't fucking go somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have a feeling for someone in a close confined space, whatever that work environment is, it's generally a small one, right? Mm it always ends up that way affairs like affairs in the workplace go together like fucking cookies and cream man <laughs> it's bad news uh, it's what it is i guess you know it, I, I sat back for a long time i thought did i have it coming was it me what you know all those times the things go through your head and you think what, what have i done to deserve this after the rest of it and then i thought is it because of all those other things and the way i've acted up until this point that's caused it you know she was like no 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 i just i don't love you and i thought well, okay, that's not a good enough answer, but I'll, I'll let it go. No worries, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a certain point where you just have to move on and you may not get the closure that you desire, but at the end of the day, it's like pushing forward mm. regardless. Is, it's like survival. you got to do it. Jesse and I talk a lot as well about how everything happens for a reason, and not everybody has to agree with that, but, you know, regardless of the crazy stuff you've been through where you are in your life with this new family you wouldn't have that amazing thing which is undoubtedly the best thing in your life now were it not for that other uh, relationship you know disintegrating so all these things happen for a reason even if they seem like oh my god this is the worst thing that could ever happen in the moment there's a greater plan we believe i think right jess always man absolutely and you know i think if, if nothing else you know, when those people exit our lives, it allows us to grow and it allows us to develop wisdom. And in this case, you know, it allowed you to, as Matt said, your current relationship and the gift of your child. So when you found out the news, of just to, not to jump ahead too much, but I'm super curious, mm-hmm. your life from, you know, your ex leaving your life to where you developed this new relationship and it seems like fairly quickly yeah uh, you know found out you were going to be a dad what was going on between that that time and and up until the point when you realized your life was going to change completely through the uh you know birth of your daughter i mean when i when i met my current partner you know we've been together a little while anyway we both came from not shitty relationships but she'd had a fair share of shit happen to her and her ex was abusive. Um, and she felt like she'd been with, you know, time wasters essentially. Mm. And then for me, I said, well, you know, I've been with someone for eight years and I feel like there's so much more I, I could have done. I traveled and did some things and, and I still felt a little unfulfilled at points. So we both come from similar sort of backgrounds, I guess. couple of wounded birds, man, with yeah. broken wings. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know, you usually attract the same type of person. Um, no, but together you get to have a set, you know, and you get to fly. I love that analogy. I can't remember whether it was like a drawing or something I saw, but it's like, yeah, man, two birds with broken wings form one whole bird, right? And then you get to fly yeah. and soar through your pain and grow together. Love it. it you know, I didn't think I was going to meet anyone anyway because I felt like, do I want to meet anyone? Do, you know, do I want to be doing that again? Because you get stuck into another four years five years and then will it happen again i thought oh, fuck. 
can I be bothered? So, yeah, I went out to a few clubs and things, spoke to some people, and I wasn't feeling good. You know, you exactly, you already know. <laughs> went out to a few clubs and spoke to some people. Yeah, you know, I tried to have some a single, single gentleman refer to as courting. <laughs> I tried to have some regular conversations in places where people are usually shouting over the music. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, it's always a good place to go for a conversation, isn't it? A nightclub. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I think. They, they, I'm trying to talk to people, and and they're just like, "Yeah, have you got a beer?" And I'm like, I, "So, basically, this just happened to me," and they're like yeah so if you've got a beer and you're like fucking whatever i'm not gonna entertain that shit um but it's all it all sort of blew over and i thought i'm not interested then i turned to online dating in that little frame of time and i thought maybe you know i've never really wanted to entertain that stuff and i thought maybe it's fine maybe there is someone out there that is feeling the same way i am you know i sent some messages out and i kept going past the same the same girl and i thought you know what, fuck it, I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask her some details about herself, see if she wants to talk. I heard nothing back and I thought, this, this is it. I, I'm not wanted anymore. This is this is where I've got to stay now, just single. That's the weird thing about a lot of these online dating apps. I don't do them, never have, but I've heard from a lot of people that like you match, but then often one like the guy will message the girl or the girl will message the guy and there'll be no no conversation. So it's like, why are you matching with someone that you like the look of and then they message you and you just don't bother to reply. That seems like, well, that's totally counter and like productive. Yeah. it's. It, it, I don't really get it. I mean, I tried Tinder just before the, the dating app that I tried and I would sit there thinking, what the fuck is this? Swipe left, swipe right. And I was like, it's like a game of fucking guess who. And I'm like, who are these people? What am I looking at? This is, there's, there's boobs or penis and that's it. And it's like, uh, I'm all right. Thanks. I'm, 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 I've seen enough. Shit, I'm, I'm cool. I, I was on the app Bumble, right, for literally all of a minute. I tried it. <laughs> and, well, this is what happened to me. I'll tell you very quickly what happened to me. I, I took it as a sign that these things weren't for me. I put off doing any of that shit for ages because I was like, I'm old school. I like to meet people in person, out and about. That's how I roll. Pre-COVID, of course, when you could do that sort of thing. And my friend was like, nah, dude, this is a really easy way for you to meet loads of women. It's going to be great. We'll get you set up. So if, the other thing is all my photos are either like me in like fancy dress, me partying or me with like some fucking rock dude. So there's not really any normal photos of me in life. So finding the photos took forever. Writing a bio I found really uncomfortable. It's like a fucking job interview. Just the whole process of creating this profile to me was gross. And then I finally get it and I'm like, right, we go live and we're like, bang, I'm, I'm on, on the internet, got my profile live. The first person, that i see we don't match obviously but the first person that i see is my ex-girlfriend in, in, in all of london in all of this dating apps fucking algorithmic pool the first person that gets thrown up is my ex and i just go that's a sign right there that this shit is not for me delete cancel out and that was my like two minute bumble career it was fuck but it was heartbreaking seeing someone that i'd spent four years of my life with yeah, in this maybe. format like as a stranger on a fucking window shopping conveyor belt of of just gross potential connection yeah man but this story right here i'm assuming it's you know going to be concluded with your current partner was <laughs> this gives me faith this gives me faith and hope i'll never do it of course but it gives me faith and hope for all the people out there that think should i do it should i try it can work it, it does work sometimes so i, I messaged a few people and all the rest of it and i thought there were some people I knew on there as well, and I thought, 
oh, fuck, you know, they can see my profile and they might be thinking, what's he doing on there? Uh, well, I've got to have no embarrassment now. I'll, I'll try to speak to someone I don't know. Um, and I sent this message out. And she was the last person that I'd messaged I really wanted to talk to. And I thought, I keep going back. I keep going back. I've, I've, got, to, I've got to say hello. I've, I've got to introduce myself, even if she thinks, nah, fuck it, whatever. I'll, at least I've done it. And uh, it got to a point where I, I kept checking it religiously and I'm like, oh, no one's interested, no one's interested. Um, and I was laying on my bed one night. I looked at my phone and I just, I just threw it, threw it to the side and thought, whatever, I'm, I'm not interested. And all of a sudden I hear like, the text tone go off and I thought, oh, let's have a look. The picture wasn't loading at first, you know, probably an internet problem or phone problem, but all of a sudden her picture popped up. And she was like, oh, sorry, I've taken some time. I didn't realise you messaged. So then we just exchanged numbers really quickly and she sort of read through my profile properly and said, like, you're the type of person that sort of matches what I'm after. And I was like, as are you. Do you want to just get together and have a drink or go out, you know, do normal things, you know? It doesn't have to be an agenda about it. Just just chill out in two people's company, you know, that are a little bit broken, I guess. She was like, yeah, no worries, it's fine. So I went and picked her up. Um, luckily, I knew where she'd, she'd already sort of live because i've been a delivery driver and been in that area so I, was like, research. I was like i've been going past that house all the time don't you worry I was like, <laughs> in number 21 where you live yeah let me roll up in my work van <laughs> you know um in my shitty work you know but um this for me is such a romantic story like people have different ideas of romance but this is real life this is true romance for me like when it's just you know, it's not fake. It's not contrived. It's not forced. There's no game playing or manipulation. This is just like real people going through real stuff together, forming real bonds. That's as profound as it gets for me. No, definitely. I agree. You know, I, I always sort of thought to myself, people that meet dating sites and, or, or looking actively looking for a partner, they're not going to get any success because they're searching for something that might not exist. That, you know, that goal might not be achievable. It happened, you know, we met, we, we talked, we went out, then she wanted to go out again. Um, and then she came to visit me at work. And nothing had happened being past at that point anyway. She'd just come to visit me at work and, and so on. And um, one of the guys that I was working with was like, yeah, go outside, don't worry, go and chat to her. And I was like, oh, cheers, no problem, I'll go out and say hello. She went to walk away after we'd spoken for about 20 minutes and she came back and like, kissed me. And I thought, oh, fuck, yeah, okay. Like, that was unexpected. And then she's sort of looking back at me as she walked away and I thought, there we go. I've still, I've still got the job. It's still working. I'm okay. And then she sort of texted me after like, oh, I couldn't go away without doing it. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, I was thinking the same, but I didn't have the bollocks to, <laughs> to, to go first, really. And it sort of just all happened from there. And we, we were open and honest about everything we were after, what had happened, um, what we like and don't like in relationships, you know, and I said, I'll always be honest and open. If something's pissing me off, I'll tell you in a, in a calm, relaxed manner so that you understand why I feel that way. And then you have the chance to tell me, well, hold on a minute, you're wrong, <laughs> you know, or, or I don't agree or whatever. So we've always sort of kept open and stuff. And since then, it's been really cool. And then we suddenly got the news. We were on holiday, actually, um, in Poland. We had a good time. And then we'd come back to the UK. And I went to a Q&A with writer and director Kevin Smith. And we invited a friend of mine as well that I hadn't seen in eight years. This, the, eight, the eight years are important here. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah. eight is the symbol eight. of infinity, isn't it? This, this is it. Um, I haven't really thought about it for a long time. I thought, oh, eight and eight, you know, this could work. But a friend of mine had come down. We, we you know, we, we were all staying in this apartment and stuff. And I treated him to a ticket for this Kevin Smith thing. And I'd, I'd met Kevin before, and I said, look, you, you might be able to meet him. It's a nice, really nice event and stuff. Um, I've just got a special tattoo done for it as well. So I've got these this cool sort of arm tattoo. Um, and before my friend had turned up to London, he, he comes from Corby. Um, you know, my partner and I had maybe got a little busy the night before or <laughs> busy then as well. And um, she said, oh, I don't really feel that well. And I, I said, I'm sure you're all right. Don't worry. And the whole evening she was like, oh, I don't really feel too well. I'm sure you're okay. We're on the train the next day, just going into um, Leicester Square. Are you using contraception? Can I? You know how babies work, right? The thing is, I think I might have got. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but you say we were in Leicester Square. We're having a nice time, having a coffee. Well dodged. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been dodging that question. <laughs> Um, Leicester Square you're in Leicester Square Kevin Smith's going to play we're out and about we're having a coffee and stuff and a friend of mine um, the friend that was with us said um, oh is, is your partner okay? I mean, yeah she's, she's alright and um, she's complaining of like a, a stomach ache and I rubbed her, her, her stomach like jokingly and went could be a little baby in there you never know the day after my friend's gone home we're at home she's in the bathroom about to go back to her mum's house which she's using the loo and she's going to shoot off and I heard her um crying and I thought oh no what's going on here she'd taken a pregnancy test and obviously to check and then a couple of them and she was like oh, I'm pregnant and I was like fucking hell I'm mind blown <laughs> this is uh this is crazy all the emotions came out we were like oh what are we going to do uh, straight away I said I'll support whatever decision you know that you want to make but I want it to be joint I want it to be a mutual decision you know, don't feel you have to do something because I don't agree with something or Vice versa, and she was like, "No, no, it'll be joint." And then, um, you know, we were happy just to accept what would happen. And thought, we might not get this chance again. And after all the other shit that had gone on, you know, I thought, "Fuck it, bring it on." You know, this, this is maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, this is it. This is where my plateau is. You know, if this is the best thing I achieve, so fucking be it. You know, jobs come and go, people come and go, but. If this is the legacy I leave behind, then I've done a pretty good job. And and I've got something that someone else might not be so lucky to have. And it was a wonderful feeling. I love that. I, you know, coming into this conversation after having read the, uh, the email, you know, you never know what you're going to get into and how it's going to roll. And, you know, dealing with so much loss and, and initially going into this conversation to see uh, your demeanor and your spirit really change when you're talking about your current partner and your child is really a testament to what love can do. You know, what love, love is the most incredible thing we have as human beings. And part of loss is love. You know, when you really love somebody and you have to kind of let them go, and at least in the physical form, it requires a, a, a good deal of love for that person and self-love as well. But to see, you know, and and Matt lit up too. I the two of you just having a, a sort of that uh, quick little conversation about the dating app and love. I, I just saw your whole demeanor change when you started speaking about your partner and your daughter. And uh, it's nice to see such a light surrounding this conversation when you know you're dealing with a lot of loss and how quickly we we came into that. 
I just love how this conversation turned into something I didn't see coming. And I just think it's beautiful the way that you, you obviously, we haven't even gotten into it yet, but the, the way that your partner and your daughter have affected you in a positive way. It's beautiful. No, I'm glad you think so, man. It's nice to see that that's the vibe that I'm, I'm giving off now. It's yeah, I could, I could actually see it. I could see it when it happened. You just kind of, yeah. yeah. No, it's good. I, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. I, you know, people, when they tell you they're blessed, or they've been given a blessing, you know, they use that term for, for granted, really. But I, I had an opportunity. I am blessed. Yeah, all right, I've had some shit and the rest of it, but so has everyone else on the planet. You know, I'm not the only person that's lost someone. I'm not the only person that's gained something. You know, we're all doing it constantly. But for me, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm getting there. I've got a wonderful kid. You know, every time I look at her, this time I cry, man. You know, I look at her and I think, I can see so much of my mum in her. And I, I think I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I've got an extension of my mother in front of me and I get to see her grow, hopefully into a, a mother herself, you know, and, and, and the cycle will carry on. Ah, oh, that's beautiful, man. <laughs> you kind of get me in the field. Don't, right don't you get a weepy on me. Come on, you've got to be strong. You know, <laughs> strong, strong men cry all the time, Dan. Yeah. All the time. Indeed. They do indeed. Well, I just, I, you know, honestly, I just couldn't, I couldn't put myself in your shoes. I couldn't imagine dealing with the loss and then, and then dealing with having a child. I, you know, I haven't had to deal with a lot of loss lately in my life and I don't have a kid, but just the way you speak about it, it's just, it's just great. Especially, you know, going back to this email and the amount of shit that you've gone through. It's, it's just great, man. It's a, again, a testament to the human spirit. For sure. Can I ask you, Dan, um, if anybody out there is watching or listening to this and they have somebody in their life that they know is sick and they know that their time with them is running out because as you said like and that's a very cool perspective to have is to almost know that that's on the horizon gives you the time to say as you said the things that you want to say if it's snatched from you unexpectedly we don't always get that what would you say to anybody out there now who has a sick relative parent partner from your experience just as words of like you know encouragement or strength for them um, from, from what you learn i would say just utilize the time you've got you know we're all we're all bad in some respect of time management you know we 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 give time to the wrong things sometimes you have to step back and allow yourself to see exactly what's in front of you what's happening you know what's positive, what's bad, what's in the middle in that gray area that, you know, you don't want to exist, but exists anyway in, in limbo land, I guess, you know, if, if you feel like you're in that way, get everything off your chest to the person that's ill or that, you know, you know, is ill or it's just found out they're ill, you know, however it, it happens, tell them what you need to tell them. Anything you've never said, sit back and give yourself time and think, I, I need to tell this person this, 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 and this, and make sure that they know exactly how I feel. Because there were things I never said to my mum, you know, prior to all this happening. And all of a sudden, it was like bubble after bubble. I'm like, you know, fuck, I never said this. I never said that. And then I managed to get all those things off my chest. And she said things to me that I'd never heard before. That was going to be my next question. Obviously not specifics, but did she have the chance to let you know her thoughts and feelings as well? Beautiful. Yeah, she did. I mean, you know, she, she took all the, the, the bad stuff. And I think she took knowing that she was inevitably, you know, inevitably going to die. 
She took it like a champ. She knew what was happening. She just rolled with it. She didn't really get down. She had a few days, but she was just like, look, I'm, I'm here with you. and We can have a laugh and a joke and we can do things. And she told me stories about my family that I didn't know. And we're a pretty open family and we talk about everything. But she told me some things that I didn't know about her growing up, um, things she'd wanted for me, um, things about my past relationships that maybe I didn't see. And she said, you know, we always thought this, we always thought that. Um, but we let you make your own decisions, you know, without interfering. And I was like, oh, they're really watching me all the time. You know, your mum and dad have a careful eye on you, no matter where you are and what you're doing. And, and or it, how old you are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you're always their baby. You know, it never changes. But um, I get to say that now to the little one as well, which is good. I was going to say, you're going to know that even more and more, especially as that child grows into those crazy years. Good luck, dad. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's crazy now, let alone when she hits one or two or, you know, or 13. Yeah. Meets boys or girls, you know. But, um, the other thing you really nailed as well um, is the idea of when entering, not well, not just when entering all the time, but especially when entering and laying the groundwork of a new relationship. Hmm. Communication and honesty is such an important thing because if you don't lay that foundation from the start, then, you know, that honesty and that transparency isn't there and it just breeds discontent and deceit and you know confusion and communication breakdown and all these things and just conversation and communication as we're learning each and every day when we do this show um it's the most important paramount thing to the key to happiness i think and like peace in this world is being open and honest with ourselves and with the people in our lives yeah for sure i mean if you're not honest with if you're not honest with yourself or you can't be honest with anyone else around you what what is there what you know what have you got Mm, yeah, I think a lot, yeah, a lot of people sell themselves short with that stuff, whether it's to appease the other person, um, you know, and I, you know, I've had my fair share of deceit and crazy stuff in my past and finally moving past that and, and getting to the point where I am now, where I am in a very honest position and, you know, the, my girlfriend now, my partner now is incredible and she's brutally honest. Uh, it's, really, it's really helped me grow a lot and, and change my perception as well. And I think that's important. And, you know, if it that part of who you are right now is the legacy you're going to be passing on to, to your daughter. And I think you're off to a hell of a start, man. And I think uh, it shows a lot of strength and it shows a lot of wisdom. Um, and people like you are the kind of people that need to be parents, you know, like I, I know I've got a lot to give, but uh, I, I feel like I'm still working on myself. <laughs> Even at the age of 42, I couldn't imagine being a dad. So it, it just gives me hope to see people like yourself uh, with your perspective and everything you've gone through to be able to pass that on to, you know, another generation. It's great. It's beautiful. And I look forward to that for you. I don't even know you, but now I'm like, this guy's going to be a good dad. He is a good dad. Thank you very much. Well, now you know me, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Now, now, now you know me, you know the the backstory but thank you very much that's really touching man it's nice to hear and um i lost the words really you know it's, ah. it's nice to it's nice to get that feedback well that's what this is all about this this podcast and why we even started to do it was just to connect with people and you know matt and i have always talked about like oh you know we wanted to really have this podcast be different and we've got our guests on that people know but i found a lot of a lot of um power and a lot of insight into having our listeners on 
You know, it's something that Matt interjected when we first started this early on. He's like, you know, a lot of the stories we could potentially hear from listeners may in fact be more profound than people who are sort of notable people that we have on our show. And a lot of these listener interviews and podcasts we've done have been really profound. And uh, yeah, again, the amount of um, loss that you've been through in your perspective, it's just, I didn't anticipate this conversation going this way. It's great. It's, 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 it's awesome, man. It's fantastic. Like, like I said before, it's it's nice to have communication um, and be able to say these things and have a platform to to get it all out on. Um, I've always been keen to strike up conversation with anybody. You know, uh, I think I've said before in a couple of messages on Instagram and, and things like that. I'm I've been heavily involved in um, not the celebrity world, I guess if you want to call it that. But I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people in a, in a, a lot of different places. But it's never stopped me once opening up having a conversation, you know, I don't give a fuck who someone is. That's great. They're, they're, um, I don't know, say an actor, musician, they're a race car driver, whatever. If, if they're a delivery driver, if they work in a small people, the people, right? It, exactly. And I got that from my dad, really. I mean, he works in the film and TV industry and he's never once cared what platform someone's on. He'll go up and shake someone's hand, like hand straight away and be like, hi, I'm such and such. You know, and, and get conversation going. And I think he has given me that. Or he's helped mould me into that type of person. And I'm confident enough to go out and, and have these conversations. And I love communicating with people, man. You know, I like to talk. I like to chat. I like to listen. I'm a deep listener. I always try and take in everything that people have told me. And if I can add to it, all well and good. And if I can't, you know, I leave it as it is. And, and, and if I do have something to say after, then I'll think about it again and... <laughs> you know and be conscientious about what i say with people but um communication definitely is just is key and i'm glad you guys were able to to have different guests from different walks of life you know it, that's what attracted me to the show when i started listening to stoke the fire i was like oh cool they're gonna have like you know randy blythe on and, and things like that as well and i was like fucking hell that's awesome and then it's like hold on a minute they've got like a another guest talker and then when you guys got back to me i was like fucking hell <laughs> i get to be on here and have this conversation and it's nice to have it with people i don't know yeah yeah there's that isn't there you know i found that through doing my interviews over the years is like sometimes just talking about really personal stuff with a total stranger is just as rewarding and cathartic as a one-to-one -one with you know your partner or your parent mm. or your best friend as long as the conversation's good, it almost doesn't really matter who it's with, right? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to ask you this as we approach the end. Like, um, all the stuff you've been through, um, obviously starting a new family and finding, like, a purpose in life through parenthood and, and love has been a you know a huge help. But has there been any other coping mechanisms for you, tools that you've applied that have helped you process all of this insane sadness and grief, um, whether it's diet or exercise or... You know, mental exercises has there been anything in your life that's helped keep you sane and, and hopeful um yeah i mean i've got certain habits so I, I, you know i, I follow a, a vegan lifestyle anyway that's been for the last four years so for me it's part of my routine and i thought oh, will i drop off of this type of stuff will you know will, will i do all different things will i just binge eat will i do this i don't know how i was going to feel i started drinking a little bit more but i've sort of curbed that as well i do love a bit but I've, you know i've curbed that stuff and i thought that's not going to help you know? so i'll stick to my routines and, I'll, and I'll, I'll keep pressing sort of on with that um uh and, and music um you know a lot of live shows turn up out of the blue 
um, the Black Heart in Camden were streaming and I was like, right, I'm, I'm watching that. And it's like an offspring Q&A recently, obviously with yourself. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking watching that and getting involved. That's great. Little things like that in a world that I always try and involve myself in. I was like, oh, it's like normality. It's, it, it, it's still here. And that sort of stuff got me through. And I tried to sort of get that through to my partner, like the, the appreciation I have for not only music, but the artists themselves and the things people have to say. And I was like, look, this is not just a song. It's someone describing something else All right, through the medium of, of, of the written word and song. She sort of come along to that way and said, yeah, no, you're right. You can definitely hear and see those types of things. And I was like, yeah, so now you know why I love it all so much. But um, that type of things kept me going as a coping mechanism, definitely, to keep well, normality. It's human expression, I think, really is what it is. And, you know, to put a fine point on all of this, really, is um, the commonalities, you know, the things that uh, we all have in it. You know, your extraordinary story, um, and I'm sure there are people who have, you know, I often think of this, too, when we have these deep conversations you know, um, we're fairly fortunate being from where we're from, you know, you've got people who are in war torn countries that see firsthand the devastation that we can wreak uh, on each other as humans. So I, I'm often deep in thought about, you know, being present to who I am and the privilege that I have. And uh, what I've done with that, thankfully, is to bring this platform of, of commonalities between all of us as humans, we all have so much we can relate on. And um, I've just found a real strength in, in pushing forward, especially this past year where, you know, my livelihood was taken away mm -hmm. and that the normality of my life and how the trajectory I was going on, I was so used to it. And the moment I got taken off of that, I didn't realize that I needed that. I didn't realize that my life needed to, I needed to pump the brakes and start to be more present to what I'm going through as a human. And in turn, that's allowed me to, see other people's experiences and how how uh, important it is for all of us to to talk about these things and to communicate and you know people like you you say you love to talk to people i was never really that much of a talker um i had to do it with my interviews and stuff but starting this podcast has really made me appreciate that on a whole other level and it's something i look forward to you know meeting people like yourself and having my whole worldview shift on how you deal with loss or or new life and stuff like that. It's just profound communication, connection, and the commonalities we all have is really what I think is going to drive us forward as a species, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, wherever you are in the world, whatever you do um, for work and whoever you talk to, people need people regardless of, of you know, as like I said, whether you're some sort of mega star uh, or, someone that's working hard to sort of make ends meet you know people need someone people need people people need to to vent get things off their chest to joke with you know to cry with you know whatever um and that's the common ground between anybody i think that's a great way to wrap this up people need people that's it period beautifully said man beautifully said thank you man dropping science on us dan <laughs> <laughs> mate what a joy what a pleasure um i knew it would be you were leaving me some voice notes on instagram who does that as well i was thinking when we were messaging about setting up a time slot so like, i'm just going to leave you a voice note matt i was like love this dude um matt gives, yeah. me, matt gives me voice notes almost daily <laughs> not almost you can relate to that <laughs> the thing is you, t you type a message out and you think oh man did i say that like a dickhead you know are they going to read that and think 
what's he talking about? I don't, I don't think about it like that now. I'm just like stream of consciousness, dude. I'm like, this is better than typing. I'll get halfway through the message and be like, what am I actually trying to say in this? <laughs> Maybe I should stop myself. No, it's coming. Here it is. See you, Jesse. See you. Bye, bye. Yeah. Um, voice notes are awesome. And, and you're awesome, dude. What a an inspiring and just infectious personality you have um yeah. we've both felt it we've both learned from it we've both you know grown from it and yeah it's been a real joy connecting with you thank, thank you for you sharing so your story and um i, I want to leave you with go ahead sorry Matt, I, was go. Say, I hope to see you at a show when they're back i'm sure we will we seem to be into the same music and stuff you very kindly watched the the offspring live q and i did the other week so yeah man let's meet up when shows are happening the, the black heart in camden used to be my after hours drinking hole after i dj'd at the world's end i'd always be over there so yeah i'm sure i'll be down there again well i'm at the prison show for the offspring if you attend that so cool yeah man grab a beer and jesse if you're ever around you want to chat yeah beer. we'll see Maybe i'm I'm, soft I'm, drink. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what though my my parting words to you um my folks are here i haven't seen them in a long time i got to spend yesterday with both of them and uh, as you were talking, I just was immediately like, wow, you know, there might be a few things I've got to say to my folks that, you know, I'm still processing it because they just got here and, you know, that first day went through and we had a great day yesterday. So I'm just letting you know that you've inspired me. Like later, I'm going to get a little emotional. I think I'm going to say a few things to my folks while they're here because you're right. You never know, man. And uh, I'm definitely uh, feel uplifted after this conversation. And I didn't anticipate that happening to this degree, but yeah. I'm I'm affected by it. It's a beautiful thing. So thanks for sharing your story, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for giving me the platform, as I said, to uh, to share it. And it's just been great talking to you both as well. Do me a favor, though, when you speak to your folks, send them love from across the pond. I will, man. That's beautiful. We'll do for sure. No problem. All right, brother. Take care of yourself, and best of luck with everything. And yeah, keep in touch with us, man. I will. Let us know, no let problem. Us know how life is going for sure. I will do. I drop a message every now and then, or a voice message if you like. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Love it. Love it. My man. Cheers, Dan. No worries. See you soon. Take care. Thanks, mate. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.